1: episode number 364. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Kirkut, the director of STO
2: for Advanced Local. You having a good day, my friend? I am getting a lot done, juggling a lot of things. It's, it's one of those productive days that makes you feel good. Good. And then I get to hang with you at the end of it, so this is perfect. Exactly.
1: <laughs> feel the same. Yeah, I got a bunch, of course, we're Three hours behind, so I've got lots of do still, but it's uh, it's kind of my Friday because I'm heading away on a road trip. So,
2: feels nice. good. You guys, you know put the top down, let the the wind blow it. Well, wait, wait a minute, you don't have much hair. Never mind. No, in fact, I buzzed it today. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, it's really weird.
1: <laughs> I'm not sure I like it. Anyway,
2: I need to you need you need to send me a pic though. I have to see this.
1: Yeah, well, I'll do that at some point. Um, Okay, well, let's jump into this now. Uh, there's been some significant updates uh, recently on NoFollow. Uh, so Google has updated the NoFollow and added new link directives. Um, I know you posted this, so I'll let you run with it.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's all the buzz uh, right now. Um, we've had the, the NoFollow tag from Google, I think it's been like 15 years now. And what was and, it for? Uh, huh? The no follow
1: yeah for people who are new to this.
2: Yeah, oh the no follow. So the no follow is a it's a directive or it's a, a rel equals no follow you can put on a link. And basically what that does up until you know, very, very recently, it was a directive that told Google, "Don't follow this link. We don't trust the site we're linking to. We only put this link in here for, for um, either we paid someone paid for it, so we don't want it to pass any juice, or it's to a site that we don't really trust ourselves, but we're linking to it as a um, service to our re- users for some reason. So if you don't want Google to you know, to recognize that you're linking to this site to pass your link." Um, authority to this site um, you put this no follow tag on the link itself and up until just recently that's been you know a directive If, if you put that on there google said we won't follow this link there's been lots and lots of talk over the years about well they still follow them it still passes stuff there's been all kinds of controversy about this it's a it's it's a fundamental piece of seo history and knowledge that you should have if you're in this space so this week the the the, what is the 12th actually they came out and said hey uh, um, actually, actually wasn't the 12th it was a couple of days ago um, you know, we're changing the way nofollow works it's now not a directive it's a hint like a canonical tag is a hint it's 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 like this is what we'd like you to do google but google says okay we, we may or may not do that um, so that's what nofollow is now which is a huge change from the last 15 years um, but they've also added a couple new directives that you can add to links. One is rel equals sponsored, which is specifically for paid links or, you know, links to sponsored content, that kind of stuff. And one called rel equals UGC, which stands for user-generated content. This would be like the comments on a blog. Um, So any links, you know, from those you could put as user-generated content It's still kind of being fleshed out, but I think the the biggest piece of this whole thing is the the no follow being a hint now instead of a directive. Um, I, I think it was even Gary or John. Oh no, it was Danny Sullivan on Twitter said those are the icing on the cake. The big big thing was the no follow is now only a hint. Hmm. Well,
1: you know what is kind of interesting about this is,
2: <laughs> you know, for
1: the longest time we wondered whether or not or how it was truly being handled in-house, the way yeah. they're making this sound is though they were completely discounting them.
2: There was just no way around it. And the reason they've added this is so that they can start using those signals. Yeah, but there's a lot of SEOs in the space that would totally say Google's lying, that they've been passing. Exactly. So we've yeah. never really known. But now Google has the opportunity to say, we may or may not, when before it was kind of a, nope, we don't do that all the time. So they... So when people came up with good examples and arguments of see this is happening, Google say, well, it's not because of NoFollow. And now they can say, oh well, it's just a hint.
1: <laughs> yeah. Eh, anyway, it's it, you know, it gets the old tinfoil hat going. But in any case, it's it's a good, it's,
2: it's, it's good that they're quote unquote being transparent. <laughs> well the interesting thing that, that that I've seen a couple people comment on is, you know, why are they doing this? Right? Why the change? And Google never does anything that's not good for them, right? So people are trying to figure out why they're doing this, and I don't think anybody's got a good answer to that yet.
1: It's got to be a long game because they know people aren't going to be jumping on this right away for all the massive amounts of links out there.
2: I think I think someone was saying there's like they estimate maybe you know between ninety and ninety five percent of the people will just ignore this and keep them the way they were.
1: Yeah. Of course, they say, when you have time, feel free to update them kind of thing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it uh, I guess when you're doing a full site redesign, maybe. I, I don't know. It, it's very odd. I don't know what the long game is here. Um,
2: yeah. it's they're,
1: not, they're not about making work for themselves. So there has to be some reason for this.
2: And they, they specifically say, do it or don't do it. It really doesn't matter to us because nothing's going to really change. <laughs> it's like, well, why the heck did you do it if you don't expect people to... To, to implement it, there's no reason to implement. They haven't given us a reason. If you do this, this is what's going to happen. So there's no real, you know, motivation for anybody to go out and change these things.
1: I guess the point is they're now using the data from even no follow links. They're just going to, they're un, unlike what they said
2: they weren't doing before. I don't right. know. If, uh, well, can think, well, overthink they, this, they did I'm sure. Say, they did say in March of 2020. They, I saw a chart somewhere. There's there's a couple of dates out there. So it went from the old old was that no follows meant that you know there had no signal tied to rankings um, at all, and um, that would be both for for the uh, meta robots and the the, the the link directive, right? And now they're saying that it may have coming 2020 have. Sp- you know, impact on rankings, which is still totally fuzzy and unclear and who knows what the heck they mean by that. Um, But they gave us a specific date of March of 2020 that this can, this whatever's happening, this change could have an impact on rankings.
1: Which is Uh, weird. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. And for people out there who are new to this and really not and mashed in SEO, I can see why you're probably glazing over right now. Uh, This is really... It's both low level and high level. You know the the thoughts about it. You know the conjecture, the consideration around it. That's more high level. Basic though is important. It is, it is important to understand how to use the no follow. So there's a fairly decent resp- um, explanation of on it on Googleblog.com webmasters.googleblog.com. So go check it out. Yeah,
2: and, and Barry has an uh, article on SEO Roundtable that basically says everything that Google has said about this. So if you go to seoroundtable.com, there's a kind of a comprehensive article that Barry's put together on this. But something I just thought of that, that I haven't seen anybody talk about yet, this totally, totally, totally impacts anybody who's rel- relying on page rank sculpting within their sites. This totally blows that out of the water. It's gone. If they ever... Yeah, I mean, if, if they're still doing that anyway, it's <laughs> people are still doing it, but it's 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 totally useless now. Yeah. Well, hey. Yeah, no, nah, I don't know. Anyway, and I'll, just I'll, for know. those of you for for people don't understand what I mean by page rank sculpting, there are some SEOs out there that believe that if you use a no-follow in your internal navigation, you can direct where the, the link equity flows to in your site so it doesn't go to pages you don't want it to go to. And, and, and all your link equity goes to the pages that are really important to you. And that's called um, page rank sculpting. And they use no follows to, to make sure that that's how that works and in a lot of cases. Um, that's not going to work at all anymore. According yeah, to it was this. a way to hoard trust
1: and pass it to specific pages within a site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, interesting. We'll see how all this pans out.
2: Um, and to to your point though, just to make sure everybody realizes that no follow is not only attribute per link, but the meta robots tag that goes in your header. it's like uh, no index, no follow. Well, that no follow in that that meta robots tag is also included in this. So that's only a hint now too.
1: Yeah. Except that there is no meta robots UGC and sponsored. It's just no follow. That's true. That's. Anyway, that Gary Ears said he would update the notes on that to make that really clear because that was a good question for someone out there. All right, next up, the old search console, Google Search Console, if you're using it, is no longer available. Um, I think this is refreshing. It's you know it's taken a while, but really, if you want good data, it's pretty much. It's all in the new one anyway. So it's there,
2: it, there There are some of the tools that were still only available in the uh, old version of Search Console. They are now been ported into the new version. You have to kind of go down on that right-hand or left-hand navigation towards the bottom where, bottom where your settings are. It says Archive Tools, and you can open that up. And some of those old things like the robots.txt checker, the parameters thing, um, all that kind of stuff is still available. But it's, it's down there in that site. Side link way down at the bottom of the menu. Yeah,
1: I think they call the section like legacy or something. Yeah,
2: something like that. Yeah.
1: Anywho, it's uh, not really big news, but it's uh, it will shock you perhaps if you haven't been using it. Um, but it, there's good reason to use the new one. It's pretty well laid out. I do find it a bit difficult to find things. Um, it, you know, it's not so much at your fingertips. The in depth stuff that we used to go to, um, you have yeah. to kind of dig a bit.
2: Yeah, there's there's I've been using it a lot recently and I've really come to rely on the filters that you can filter the data. It's a little like down arrow and you click on it and you can filter it. And the, the one that I use the most is the page filter. So if I want to look at data's specific to a certain section of the site, or if I want to look for, um, you know, parameters being used, you can actually do a URL or page URL includes, and then you can put the directory and that kind of stuff. So you can actually drill down into specific sections of the site. And and of course, those ones will usually allow you to set the date ranges too. So it's really, it takes a while to get used to, but it's, it's actually much more functional than it used to be.
1: One thing I wanted to mention is uh, in our last uh, show, I was talking to you about a brand new job that had fallen our lap to transition an old website to a new design, and we had to main, do our best to maintain rankings. Um, it was a it, these are typically fairly tricky. Uh, in this case, we were hopeful that their mobile site had. Um, was getting all the attention so that the desktop site, which was full of way more content, we wouldn't have to put so much weight on um, in terms of the transitioning. Well, um, digging into Google Google search console made it very clear that actually Google has been ranking it based on the desktop, even though it's run using the mobile spider. It hadn't been seeing the secondary domain, the mobile dot um, and connecting the dots. And the reason it wasn't was because um, they hadn't properly implemented uh, the the uh, references between the two sites so that Google could tell they were connected. Ah, interesting. So it's made things a bit of a cluster because now we have to um, determine what content needs to stay and not stay. It's way more perilous because they have a ton of content. They haven't touched it for years because they were afraid to. Um, and now there's so much...
2: There's so much chaff, like I, I, determining what to, to keep and what isn't. It's going to be interesting. So, uh, uh, so, so they're doing a new design, right? Are they? I think, if I recall from last week, they're they're moving to responsive, or no?
1: Yes, they
2: are. So, don't do them both at the same time. Do the site design, change everything to responsive. Don't start trimming content until after the site is done. I think it'll be a big advantage for your client right now because of that mistake they made that actually helped them out at this particular point. Since it is being indexed on the desktop version, you move it to responsive. We'll keep all the content the same. Let it marinate for a little bit in Google um, to pick up the responsive design and see what happens in mobile. Then start figuring out what content you want to trim
1: only problem is in mobile that would be like putting a bible on the first page uh, the desktop is huge the, the pages are massive there's so much content it's very old school
2: but i still think doing it at the same time and if it tanks you don't know which one of the two things tanked it hmm. that's the big thing hmm If you have major changes on any site development, I mean, never, ever do big changes, multiple big changes at the same time, always spread them out because you don't know if if something breaks in in Google or anywhere else, you don't know which of the changes caused the break.
1: I 100% agree. I just didn't think we could really get around this one. What we were planning on doing is taking snapshots of each of the pages and then, um, Scott and I, we going to pour over them and determine which content, you know, we may leave a lot more than we want to, but to leave, remove some of the content that seems really weak and not likely to be helping with rankings. Um, but yeah, but you, won't,
2: you won't know, you won't know the mobile impact until you've actually implemented the the correct mobile solution, which is responsive. Yeah. So, so you're missing data. And so you're trying to make a decision without all your data and the data you're missing, of course, is what's really going to happen to the mobile side of things.
1: Cool. Good perspective. I hadn't thought of it that way. Well, there you go. People, you're listening to the live learning here. (laughs) Um, I don't know how we're going to do that because we are trying to lay it out, but uh, maybe I'll have a chat with you more about that later. Um, It's going to be interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, it's – What keeps the job interesting, as I said last time? Okay, so uh, let's take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some uh, minor changes in the Google algorithm. At least I believe they're minor. Be
3: right back.
0: SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
3: It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed. But not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut... It's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit intendedpodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. Miami may be the
4: sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S., Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo. Award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Choi, Edwidge Danticat, Taya Obrecht, Julie Oranger, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell. Plus, authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Cutler, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com.
0: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome
1: back to SEO 101 on Webmaster webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Karkat, the director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay. Oh, yes, that's first. I missed it. So, search quality rater guidelines. I didn't even know about this. Is there, There's there been changes,
2: Heather yeah they they updated again i think it was september 5th I, I i have not had a chance to read through all of it um some of it was uh part of what our next story is but um somebody I, i'm i, I miss jennifer slag doing the slag slag or slag i can't like it's like doing the breakdown of what's changed in the guidelines <laughs> I'm, I'm sure somebody's going to pick that up and start doing it so we can review it um but just so, so you know, if you're somebody who follows that, the, the, the search rater guidelines have been updated once again. Um, it's it's good to look at those, in my opinion, just because it kind of gives you, if you have never read it or read through it, um, just breezing through us, it, it gives you a really good idea what Google is telling its quality raters to look for. And it, it really, I, th- I think, you know, it, it's a thing that you say, um, is this the right thing to do? in your mind and if you read through this guideline you will get an idea of whether it's the right thing to do or not i know know that doesn't make sense but it's really a guide to help you understand how they think and if you can understand how they think you can answer those questions to yourself when you're thinking about okay what what do i change here um well google will think of this based on those guidelines
1: and there is actually a search engine roundtable um uh, article by Roger Monte Um Roger about what changed. Yeah. So he does have something on there. I mean, it's pretty dry stuff. So uh, I don't think we'll cover it here, but you should read through it. Um, there are sometimes some changes to your own industry. So you want to make sure that there's, uh, you've covered your, your basis. I know your money or your life was one of the areas that changed. Um, fitness, nutrition, college search, and job search.
2: News changed. Uh, oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Big time. Actually, just today, there's a big announcement tied to news, which, are, which is the next thing on our list. All right. Let's jump into it. Tell me. So uh, Google has always had a very hard time understanding was the original reporting so like there's breaking news and somebody at the New York Times or major news organizations spent weeks and weeks and weeks researching something and 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 coming up with this breaking news story they, they went through all the trouble they, they the danger whatever they had to go through to do this investigative reporting and they they break the news and it's out and all of a sudden everybody else is basically writing a story based on what they just broke. It's really hard for Google to disseminate, you know, who's originated reporting. You know, now there's a hundred stories on the same topic. um, And the the people that did those weeks and weeks and weeks of work um, may not get the, the best rankings for their story. So Google has very specifically said they have made changes um, and they're going to continue to make changes to identify, um, help identify who the original reporting, the originators of those stories are and, and keep them boosted in search longer than they have been. So yeah, people, it's
1: this new thing called authorship markup. No. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Well, it's not so much authorship it's because you know, there's, everybody who's writing on that is writing on their site about and they're putting their authorship name on it. It's about who's the originator, who broke the story. Um, and it's, it's, we don't know, of course, what they've changed in the algorithms, but they did change the, the, the uh, quality raters guide and give them more information about how to look for high quality news sites, even to look for things like did the publication ever win a polls or you know, or some major news type of awards, those kind of things. I don't think this is going to really impact. Um, Site, they they talk about a little bit about how it's going to impact local news, especially like for hurricane coverage or big local coverage, like political conventions and that kind of stuff for local publications. But it's, it's not going to be for publishers that are publishing a blog on their keto diet, right? That kind of thing. It's going to be for more breaking news, um, national news type of reporting that goes on. This hmm. is really interesting to me, but probably not as much to everybody else listening. So <laughs> well, I think
1: it's good, though, that they, they're trying to find that original source. That's a, a promising step.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of tied into the idea of, you know, There is so much fake news out there today, and I hate to use that term, but it's true. There's a lot of propaganda, a lot of stuff people just write and make up, um, and it gets disseminated in in news and across the internet as if it's true. And hopefully this is part of that. The changes that they're making here are going to impact that as well.
1: Well, and it also will help determine authoritative websites, you know, who broke it. And, and who put that out there? Um, uh, that allows them to have a higher level of trust if this is associated with them. Um, yeah. if the original content seems to be reg- regularly coming from a site they didn't even really consider all that prominent. That's pretty cool.
2: And if this is interesting to you at all, for those of you listening, there's there's a project called the Google News Initiative that is really interesting. It, it, there's a lot of interesting content to read, and they put out they've got a blog and put out the information like this occasionally. Um, so if, if you're if you're in a media space um, and you're not already looking at it, take a look at the Google News Initiative. Hmm, cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: This part, John didn't want to put in there, but I thought this was too funny. Um, apparently, when you want to know what to do from, in Dallas, there's uh, a very prominent mention of an event, uh, an orgy event. So uh, <laughs> Dallas is the place
2: for orgies, apparently. Uh, <laughs> what, what happened was Dallas has these uh, Google has those event feeds where you can look what to do in, and it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the position zero. It just shows you a list of things, and it took takes some of that from Eventbrite. Well, somebody spammed e- Bre- Eventbrite with a, an orgy event <laughs> happening in Dallas, and Eventbrite caught on right away. It's against their terms and services. They took it down right away, but it got into Google's event feed and stayed there for a while.
1: <laughs> hey, the event was sold out too. <laughs>
2: and it was so yeah. oh, god.
1: I love it. You know what's best? The best part of this is I get to add orgy to the title of the podcast somewhere.
2: Oh, nice. We're gonna get all kinds of new listeners. <laughs> <We will. laughs> oh dear. Anywho, um the prices. When, I say, when I say all kinds, I mean exactly that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, you just can't make up stuff up, man. It's great. Um, so, uh, on to uh, local SEO news. This uh, our weekly segment. This is really cool. There is now, um, for as far as we know, the only one that's in existence. There's a new free tool to track the fluctuation of local search engine ranking pages uh, results. So, um, it's called. Uh, it's it's by Bright Local, and let me bring it up here. Got it on another screen. It's called Local Rank Flux. Uh, rank Flux being one word. Uh, if you go to Bright Local, you'll be able to find it. there under free local SEO tools. Uh, and you can monitor what kind of fluctuations there are under different industries. Uh, and it's very interesting because they do fluctuate cons- consistently. Uh, one example from Joel Headley, he posted this to Twitter, was the fascinating breakdown between um, bars, pubs, uh, so bars and pubs, hotels and b bs So these are different ones. Restaurants and cafes, those are bundled. Hotels and B&Bs and B&Bs are bundled. Bars and pubs are bundled. bundled. And then there's an all industry average. There's significant differences differences showing that there are different algorithms for different sectors. Um, or at least hinting at that. Uh, and that was before very difficult to determine. And it's very cool that they've offered this tool and it's free. So good for you, Bright Local. I'm glad someone jumped on that. Interesting. Yeah, and if you want to monitor your own field, you can and get notices when they change. Uh, brilliant. Brilliant piece of marketing. Uh, because you know, bright locals can be on the tip of your tongue now when you're working on this sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, next bit here is uh, um, the one and only Mueller file, and it's about headings. They won't make or break your
2: site rankings. And I know you felt passionately about this, so run with it. Well, I, I know a lot of the a lot of people think that you have to have the H1 and H2 at the very top of your page. It's really important. Um, but it's not, it it hasn't been for a while now. Um, if you are, if you're somebody on your website where you use that, that heading of a page as H1 and it's also your title tag or part of your, your URL, um, when you break down the, you do the human readable URL, um, then it's a little different, but the heading itself, the H1, H2, is not going to have a big, any kind of significant impact on your rankings at all.
1: Yeah. And John said, John Mueller pretty much said that. He says they're great for SEO and accessibility, but they're not going to make or break your site. Done. Um, So thank you both Johns. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's take a quick break. We come back. We're going to get into some questions.
0: SEO 101 will be back, right after recess.
3: Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy to use site management tools and powerful do it your way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com.
4: You are now tuned in
3: to the world's largest
4: online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm this is webmasterradio.fm
2: webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of mount everest TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
0: Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.FM.
1: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So the first question is one we didn't get to last week. It's from Stephen K. Dale. Um, he says, I've been focusing on Google My Business for two of my clients. Simple postings of a photo with the right keyword is moving the dial. Client, the client is reporting several more calls due to this. Traffic is up 27%. Considering his average profit per job is over $1,200, he's pretty happy. It's only taking a few minutes a week to do this. Next week, I'll expand with it with 300. word posting, rolling this out over 125 of my clients now. This is just, I guess, instead of a question, a comment. Thank you, Stephen. It's really cool to see that and, and that that you're seeing that kind of uh, movement on the on
2: the needle. Uh, other people out there who's, who are doing some local SEO may want to give this a try too. I'd I'd be, I'd be interested to ask, uh, Stephen, um, how he determines quote unquote, the right keyword to move the dial.
1: Yeah, I would be too. It'd be interesting to see whether it's like dead obvious or there's specific technique to it for him. Um, Yep.
2: And I, I, think, I think that uh, just to kind of put some context around this for our other listeners besides Stephen, um, we don't know what his niche is. He could be, have a very, very, the niche could be not very competitive or very specific. Um, this definitely is something that sounds like it wouldn't work for every single client. Um, he says he's rolling out over 125 of his clients um, but the ones that are more competitive, something like this, just adding posts with a, an image and a keywords are not going to up your traffic 25% if you're in a really competitive space. No, it, it could
1: make it, it could still move the needle, but it's not likely to do that. You got to yeah. keep in mind too, uh, listeners, that Google My Business is still very basic in many ways. It's gotten a lot more sophisticated lately, but it's not their priority uh, the, always the main organic is um, maps and stuff is, is certainly growing. Um, but with all the crap that's in there, there's pretty clear that they're not making it a huge priority. As a result, it could be that's by simply being really active by putting images with text, by mm-hmm. uploading stuff constantly, Google's rewarding people for it. Uh, yeah. It's some simple things like that do work. Uh, and maybe that that's, what's helping him again in a less complicated or uh complex industry um, uh, competitive. There's also, um, you know, I I think of industries like rehabs and things like that where it's unlikely that's going to be done because more places are pulling all the punches already. They're doing it all. They're, they're not pulling punches.
2: They're, they've got, um, ads everywhere. (laughs) It's just whatever's going to differentiate you. Any super competitive space, payday loans, you know, those, those locations in Google, my business are super duper competitive. Lawyers are super competitive these days. Um, uh, you know, Stephen, if you're rolling it out to 125 clients, don't make any promises yet. Test it more because some of those clients are not going to see any kind of difference whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: and then again, you know, you're talking about lawyers. They, most of them try, but they don't do it right. You know, they, they just put garbage out there because um, they don't have the time. Um,
2: and, if, if, and if any of those 125 clients, Stephen, are dentists, you're going up against Ross, and he's going to kick your butt. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes, Sorry. first
1: dentist. There you go. That's the website. First dentist. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, next is a, a comment from Zena Scott. Uh, she says, this is new. The new search console cannot read my sitemap and is reporting a general HTTP error. Also, when inspecting the URL and requesting indexing, it can't index any pages. I'm getting a blocked by robots.txt error using the validator and testing tool. Everything looks fine. Could it be a bug in search console? And there's a long thread here of people interpreting what could be happening. And and it's a a good read within our, um, our Facebook group. So if if you want to check it out, I do suggest it. Um, it's one of the, one of the suggestions was to use the Yandex tool. And I think that's a, a really a good move. Um, where is it here? Uh, I'm going to go find that comment. Here it is. Um, it says, this is from Mark Chisholm. He says, try the sitemap in the Yandex validator. I find that's pretty good. My confirm or deny errors. Um, and she did find an error. Um, and she's working on it, so... She's also suggested to try using Sightbulb
2: to see if there's any way to, to, to fix things. So, so there's not a free version of Sightbulb unless they've done one recently.
1: No, there isn't. And, and uh, I believe I was looking at it because I couldn't remember or not. We were paying for it already. got <laughs> so many damn tools. Um, the pricing wasn't horrible. I think it was uh, 25 euros a month oh. um, or whatever that is in the U.S. Let's see here. That is $35 a month.
2: The other thing I thought of, but didn't have a chance to go back to the thread and post, if she had created her, is it? I think it's a she. If if Zena had created that original robots.txt file in Word and just saved it as a as a text file, sometimes Word files will, if it, when you load them up on the servers, will give you a hard, give you a problem. Yeah, good point. All right. Another one's
1: from Stephen. Um, Stephen K. Dale again. And this is a comment, um, more of a, a, a rant, which I, I, I can fully appreciate. <laughs> Says, this was a personal search for me trying to find a pool builder. And then he sort of responds here. Dear Google, how is this the least bit helpful? If I trusted Yelp, Angie's List, Home Advisor, and Thumbtack or any other third party, I'd use them. But no, you allow such companies who have absolutely nothing to do with building a pool to clog up the search engine rankings. Why? I would like to see real pool builders that deserve to be in the rankings. Has Yelp ever built a pool? Not likely. Has Angie's List ever a deck? I don't think so. Has Thumbtack or HomeAdvisor ever installed pool equipment? Could be, but I doubt it. If you are demanding quality content and social proof, then all the above directories are invalid. They have never done what I'm searching for. Just one man's opinion. Woohoo. Nice one. I fully agree. There is a lot of that. Uh, and people could, if they wanted to find that info, they would go to Yelp, not to Google, um, or, or one of these, these comparison sites. Um, but when I look at the results that he shared, and this is all within the Google, um, or, or within our Facebook group, um, there's only one that's showing that actually is from a business. The rest of them are Angie's List, Thumbtack, Yelp. What was the search phrase? Uh, let's see here. I, I've just got some screenshots. Let us see if I can find it.
2: Because it'd be really easy to fix that by changing your search phrase. You know, um, you know, local search. Lo- search for a. Huh. I'm for a local pool builder near me.
1: Well, that's what, what he did. Swimming pool builders near me. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> so was so there was there
2: a maps, there a maps
1: result? Because there, there was a maps result, and that's definitely something. Um, that would
2: that would be, I think, where Google would point to it and say, "Here, we're showing you exactly where the pool builders are in our maps section." And then in the organic search, we're showing you um, places where you can get reviews of those pool pool builders.
1: But I do I do agree with them that. I, I, I'm, oops! There goes my phone. I can't. I kind of missed the day when I would actually get information versus just another list you know it's google providing a list of lists
2: (laughs) Um, yeah i know it's it's like they used to say we don't want your search results in our search results well we don't want other people's search results in your research results either i can see that point
1: I would rather see some discussions and, and examples of work done nearby and, and stuff like that. Even the ones that are shown in the screenshot um, are these pool and spa places. Some of them don't have any reviews that for some reason they show number two. Or no, actually it shows number one in the organic, has no reviews. The next one has a website, has one review, shows number two. It's a bit of a mess, but that's pretty typical too when there's not a lot of competition. Um,
2: yeah, I, I think it sounds like that specific search result set that he's looking at, it, it, like you said, it probably doesn't have a ton of competition and it's going to the, the rankings are going to be really heavily weighted towards backlink authority or just authority overall.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to this last question from Richard Johnson. He says, hi, all. I'm new to the group. Hey, welcome, Richard. So please forgive me if this has all been covered before. I did check but didn't see anything. I have a question or two about Schema on a WordPress site. I have a site that provides news and product reviews in a specialized industry. To date, I have used the Schema all-in-one schema-rich snippets plugin for adding information on both reviews and the occasional event. I'd like to use Schema to add question and answer or FAQ information for some articles. My current plugin does not seem to offer this functionality. One, are there any recommendations on an alternative plugin? Extra points for anything that will replace the current plugin but retain the existing schema data. Number two, for product reviews, where a QA in the search might make sense, is there any potential problems using the QA markup instead of the review? Thanks in advance. All right, so number one, any recommendations I- on an alternative plugin? No one had one that I could see.
2: Yeah, and I haven't been on building WordPress with that for a while now, uh, so I, I unfortunately, I don't know of anything out there at this point. No, I mean
1: Scott um, Scott Act from Stepforth here mentioned that uh, he does a lot of those by hand. Um, there's sometimes when plugin is well worthwhile, sometimes it's not. Um, he's not aware of anything at the moment, um, but there could be something out there. It, it, sometimes it takes. Being the first person to try a new plugin that just came out, which sucks because you never know how good it is or whether or not it's got a uh, security hole, you name it. There's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts about doing that, but <laughs> it can be worthwhile. Uh, and I didn't get to read all of the comments. Again, another fantastic example of how, how interactive our community is. There's some great cool. answers and stuff.
2: Well, well, the second part of his question to me was the most important, that's the one I commented on in the forum. And he was talking about for product reviews where the Q&A schema, and they call it QA schema, might make sense. Um, you, you have to be very careful when you're using the QA schema because um, if you go into the developers, there's very specific use cases for it. Um, QA schema um, is really only used when a there's multiple answers for the question so a question can have multiple answers and b your page allows for user generated content so your users can add additional answers to the question it's not just like a you know when is when is george washington's birthday give the answer type of q a it has to be for more interactive type of q a sessions they often happen in forums Um, you know someone might ask a question in a forum and a bunch of people answer it that's where the QA and um, A schema is really designed to, to, to work in that space, not necessarily something to replace a review. That Perfect. Yeah, no, it was a very good uh, addition to it because uh, even I
1: forget that it's it's not something for a single question or a single answer. You know, um, it's got to be user generated and a little more in depth than that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, that has been a good show. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the director of SEO for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at SEO101radio.com. So don't miss a single link and refresh your memory of a past show at any time. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on Webmaster
2: Thanks for listening, everybody.